What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new, fresh, exciting Tuesday edition of Play Games. Have fun. I am, of course, your host, Chris Journey, a.k.a. Snaggle J. And you know what? This episode is too big for just one man. And we're talking about PlayStation. We're talking about State of Play. And through the power of the Twitterverse, I got connected... And we have who I'm going to dub our PlayStation expert, Court Lalonde of the Three Dads and a Console podcast. Court, thank you so much for taking time out of what I can only imagine is a busy schedule of complaining about the Boston Bruins uh, to be here <laughs> to be here with me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, no, they won. We, if, if as you follow me on Twitter, when the Bruins win. Nobody complains. This is, when they this lose, true. you just stay away. They have the, listen. They're it's the typical. I don't want to say typical, but the Boston fan base can be a cruel mistress uh, from time mm. to time. You know when when things aren't going well, but things are going well right now. Teams yes, teams yes. looking good. They're playing good. They're feeling good. They're they're out there. Uh, unfortunately, they're they're definitely far exceeding what we got last Thursday. Uh, with what we thought was going to be a great state of play from PlayStation, and I'm glad that you're here with me to break it all down. Um, you know, after the shamas that was the Nintendo Direct the week before, PlayStation had a pretty low bar to clear here to get gamers excited. And uh, we'll probably talk about our overall thoughts, but man, they cut it close. Uh, they cut it real close. V very close. And when you think about it, one of the best games that they showed was a Microsoft game. Yeah. Well, is is now a Microsoft game. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a weird world we're living in right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it, six months earlier, they wouldn't even have got to show that game. So I'm a, I I was expecting a lot more. Um, I was even expecting a, a one more thing and say, hey, we finally have, like, I know PlayStation Now is there, but for some reason, everybody continues to think that they still make you um, stream it when you can download games. Yeah. But I was really expecting them to finally take PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and make one and do a mic drop on Xbox and be like, hey, I know you have Game Pass, but guess what? Our PlayStation Now now has the PS Plus collection in there, all the PS Plus games, which let's let's be real, the PS Plus versus Games with Gold. I can't even compare them as the same service anymore because one gives you games and one gives you Xbox 360 games. Like it just, it makes no sense. I was expecting that and I didn't get it. I was expecting PlayStation to go punch someone in the face and instead they just, it's almost like the Nintendo did. They were like, you know what? We'll just give you something. I think, it's interesting because, right, like we're still very much, and, and I hate using this as a cop out and as an excuse, but you know, we're still in the, in these pandemic times, right? You know, we, mm -hmm. we keep hearing about that, and and again, like you know, everything is 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 delayed and pushed back and delayed and pushed back again, and we keep hearing about you know how we don't want nobody wants to be the next cyberpunk, and it's hard to believe that's only like barely three months ago that that happened uh so but like nobody wants to be that and you know uh, listen i went into this with some relatively high expectations i still do not have a ps5 and i went into this with with laying down the gauntlet and saying like sony give me a reason to hunt a ps5 and you know there's some cool stuff that they talked about. I think there is definitely some sizzle in this state of play. But as we go through this, uh, you know, we'll circle back towards the end. But I just don't know, like, where the wow factor is, right? Like, it's... But anyway, let's get into the review itself. And, and let's go through this and talk about the different things that they showed up. So first up, hey, PlayStation icon right out of the gate. Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, which is, man, it's like not even two weeks away. March 12th, Crash 4 is coming out. Is this, was this the right move? You lead off with Crash? You go, you go to the well one more time? 
it, it was the easy move. The game looks good. They look like they're there was some that was the first trailer I've ever seen where they were showing stuff that looked like they were harnessing the power of the PS5. It had a little bit of um the that Ratchet and Clank vibe of no load time stuff. So I, I'm very curious to see um because correct me if I'm wrong, there is a PS4 version of this game, like a lot of the games that are coming out, or is this only PS5? Uh, no, it, there is a PS4 version of the game. So you're going to have one that's going to be a lot more different. My guess is you're going to have a Miles Morales versus PS4, PS5. So this is another stumbling block I'm going to find with any of the state of plays or any of the releases this year. I understand why they're doing it to make them both because, first of all, you were saying make me buy a PS5. Even if you wanted to buy one, you probably couldn't get one right now. Yeah. Um. You, you have these differences. Like, I have Miles Morales on PS5, and, and probably one of the games, if you're going to get a PS5, I, I would recommend the Living Daylights out of that game because a friend of mine has it on PS4. And he was like, huh, it was it was just another Spider-Man. I'm like, well, you know, on this one, like 60 frames, ray tracing, it's just unbelievably how quick it goes, and the convenience of load times. Right. I, I will say that this gen, and you were saying, we talked before, you have an Xbox Series X. I think that's the only reason. If, if you don't want to listen to have load times, then go get a new console because I think you're right. Crash Bandicoot, can't, Crash Bandicoot 4 is not going to make anybody go out and buy a PS5. Yeah, well, and the thing is, right, is it's also available on the Switch and the Series XS, right? Yep. So, again, this to me, like at this point in 2021, Crash Bandicoot seems like the perfect Switch game. Like, yes, you're going to get scaled down graphics. Uh, You know, obviously you're only going to get the 30 FPS, but like, man, it's, it's like a perfect switch game on a console that really needs some games right now. Um, And, you know, again, not something that I'm going to jump out of my seat. I always thought Crash Bandicoot was fun and cool. And, you know, I mean, Hey, he's where he got those Converse knockoff shoes on and the jean shorts and he's a cool dude, but you know, just doesn't do it for me uh f- i was say- i said this before the very first crash bandicoot game i ever played was in uh, uncharted 4 i'd never played it before i know of it i just because i missed playstation 2 and went xbox 360 xbox and then xbox 360 i missed crash i never played crash well hey you well you're gonna get your chance to play a next generation version of it and i don't think al- i will al- in, ele- I th- in 11 short days <laughs> I think I'll wait for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, there you go. That's probably if you're looking for that sort of game, I think Ratchet and Clank is probably going to be your better solution. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Now, this next game probably is the one that intrigued me the most, and that is Returnal, uh which comes out on April 30th. I I don't know what it is about this game. But like, I just I get good vibes with it. I don't know if it's like the the futuristic sort of sort of graphics to it. Uh, like, there's really nothing like groundbreaking about it. I mean, you know, this sort of roguelike game has been done several billion times over now. There was nothing particularly groundbreaking in the trailer. Um, I again, it's a PS5 exclusive. I don't know if it's good enough to make me go out and and pay twelve hundred dollars for a console. But this game looks looks like it's got it could be really cool. So for me, this game is one that, as someone who has kids, I, I don't buy games on day one. Very rarely, uh, maybe an Uncharted. But Returnal is a game that first time they pop that one on sale, I'm definitely gonna buy because Housemark is just they've made some fun games. I remember when Russell Gun came out for uh, PS4 when the, the console first launched, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, whatever. It's just an indie game. I played that game more than anything for months. That's a great, it's a great, Next, great game. Absolutely phenomenal game. And then Next Machina, like they have never made a game where I'm like, I don't like this. So I've looked at it. It looks beautiful. Um, the colors are gorgeous. The concept is maybe a little weird, but it seems to be the new thing. Like we're going to talk about another game right after this. This whole time thing and and dying and re 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 reliving. It seems to be a theme uh, lately. Um, but I want to give this a chance, and it looks fun, but it does look a wee bit repetitive. 
Yeah, like again, I I can't quite put my finger on what draws me to this game. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. really groundbreaking about it. There was nothing in the trailer that made me jump out of my chair and like start screaming and and hollering and in like massive excitement. But it just again, you know, knowing the the, the people who are behind it, it, there's just something about it. I'm kind of drawn to it. So again, Returnal comes out on April thirtieth. Uh, let's keep on going now. And now this is a game that. Oh. It also is a PS5 exclusive. It is so PS5 exclusive. That's right. It's one of those things that Xbox doesn't have. Once again, I, I have both consoles. Um, I'll recommend the Xbox till I'm blue in the face. But still, there's nothing I've really played on my new Xbox because there is no games that yeah, are new. Is, I've, got, I, I've played a lot of stuff on there, but you're right. The thing is, is that, and we'll probably talk about this more as we move on, but across all games, the calendar is really starting to thin out right now. Like mm-hmm. there's just, there's just not much exciting coming out. And speaking of a game, that's not coming out anytime real soon. Uh, we have Sifu, which is a, a little bit of a different game. It is not a PlayStation exclusive. It is also going to be launching on PC uh, alongside the PS4 and PS5. The only date they gave was 2021 so you have to assume this is probably going to be a later in the year game um it's like a revenge story uh with some kung fu stuff mixed in uh the the art style seems really cool um what did you think about this game so this was one where when i first started seeing the trailer i'm like okay another one of these like bright cell shaded type games i'm like okay but then when I noticed the character dying and then aging, did you, yeah. did you know? Yeah, yeah, did yeah, you, yeah. So the, the character dies, it ages every single time. I I could see as long, and, and, and I'm guessing here that this is an eight-hour playthrough, as long as it's one of those and they don't charge me the $70 or $80 to buy it and I can get this game for that $50 price point, mm-hmm. this is a game I'll probably buy. Because it looks like it's, you know, the, the fighting style looks great. Um, it looks like it'll be fun. And I have a feeling it has a good story. Yeah, it was definitely intriguing. Again, it'll be interesting to see how the, the aging mechanics work. Like, you know, if every time you die, you age X amount of years. And then, you know, by proxy, that means you can only die X amount of times before your character ages too far. You know, again, I do agree. You know, my first thought when I saw the art style was like, oh, here we go. Another one of these kind of games, right? Trying to capture cell-shaded lightning in a bottle. But then I start looking at the mechanics and the combat looks fun and fast-paced. I'm definitely interested to see, you know, when we get a little bit more information about this game as we get closer to whenever the releases. I'm assuming, again, it's going to be probably more of a fall kind of window um it, it it definitely has some some cool vibes mm-hmm. now speaking of a game with cool vibes who doesn't want next gen dodgeball multiplayer because this guy right here because you can get it with <laughs> knock with knockout city which is coming out on may 21st it is a ps4 ps5 game it launches on ps4 on may 21st and then it says we'll have backwards compatibility enhancements so not necessarily a fully next gen experience uh but a ps4 game with some ps5 upgrades listen this and game, it's on nintendo switch everything else yeah it's gonna be on uh, everything and i mean here's the thing this is one of those games right this is one of those uh I hate to say it, but this is one of those trying to be Fall Guys, trying to be Among Us, cool, Mm -hmm. catchy, bright, multiplayer, hot action, fast moving. I mean, it's not for me. It's not a game I have any interest in. Uh, I I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that. It's... it's... Not for me either. I, I don't. Maybe it's our generation thing, Chris. Our age. I can't get into Fortnite. I can't get in any of it. Uh, Rocket League, even. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of Rocket League. 
I liked Rocket League for a bit, but then I'm like, I didn't want to be on there in those chat rooms and like hearing like a 15 year old school me. I just, I, I wanted none of it. I'd rather just go out there and play my single player experience, talk to a buddy who's playing some other game at the same time. This game is not for me. I'm sure a lot of people are Twitch streaming it. And if it catches on, good for EA. Like, I, I, I hope, you know, but. I think this is going to be a lot like uh, the PlayStation Destruction All-Stars that just came out that was just not good, yeah. and it was shiny and bright. I think this is going to be another one of those games. I think EA's got Apex lagging, and this game is just not going to catch. It's 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 going to fizzle real quick. My thing is, listen, I can sit down and play a couple games of Fortnite. I still do. I, I still relatively enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, again, I just feel like the... The amount of games we're seeing in this space, the you know fast-paced online multiplayer with a, a bit of a off-the-beaten-path experience like dodgeball or like little blob things that fall down or you know little dudes in space that that have to kill each other. Like it, it, I'm like it's been done. Like again, I have no interest in an online multiplayer dodgeball game. I just it it doesn't seem. Uh, you know, I feel like, again, if, if this ends up being a game where, you know, when it launches in May, if by July, August, you know, this game ends up being on PS Plus, I might download it and give it a go, you know, at, at the, the low, low price well, of free. But, yeah. The, you know what? This will be a game I play on my Xbox. I'll give it a whirl. It'll be in Game Pass because it'll yeah. be uh, EA. There you go. Like, I've already... This is how I've changed the way I'm purchasing games. Right. Any EA game, I'm not buying them anymore. I've got Game Pass. It'll be there within a year. You will not catch me buying them day and date, except Mass Effect, because I love that. Otherwise, I'm just going to let it come to Game Pass, and I'll play it there. That's probably a good idea. See, that's, that's, that's why we bring out the experts on the show here, folks, because we get great tips like... Just get it on Game Pass. That should be, like, I need a button that says that. Just get it on Game Pass. Seriously, if they get Ubi, like the rumors happening, yeah. it's like, Jesus, I my PlayStation is just going to be for PlayStation exclusive games because yeah. I'll just be using the Xbox all the time. Mind you, Ubisoft lets day and date, right? So new games day and date, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So next up, we have Solar Ash, which is a PS4, PS5 game with a 2021 release date. Again, really cool looking game uh, made by the guys, uh, Heart Machine, who are also pretty famous for Hyper Light Drifter. Um, Now, Hyper Light Drifter obviously was a 2D game. This is a 3D game. Listen, there's no denying this game looks incredible. Uh, the PS5 trailer that they showed looked really cool. Um, it's kind of like a part action game, part sort of kind of RPG, but not really. It's uh, They talked a lot about you know having giant uh, bosses in the game and different ways to beat them and stuff. This game looked really cool. Again, maybe not really something that is in my particular wheelhouse, but... It, this is one of probably one of the cooler games that they showed off. The art style is beautiful. Um, it looks like a, uh, it's not a rhythm game, but it looks like you need to be very precise in your, your button placements mm-hmm. in this game from what I could see from the trailer. Uh, but I'm with you. It, it's just, I, unless it's free on PlayStation plus or PlayStation. Now I don't see myself playing this game. I'm not going to be, uh, putting my $60 down on this game. It's just not going to happen. With kids, I, I got time to play some games. It's not going to be up there of, hey, you know what game I want to play? Solar Ash. It's just not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you say 3D action platformer, that really doesn't get me out of my seat. Nope. And and, and reaching for the credit card. Uh, no, I, I play games on baby mode. Yeah. Like, I play on the easiest mode ever. This game sounds like it's punishing, and it'll just be frustrate the living daylights out of me well hey you want to talk about frustrating there's a new five nights at freddy's game coming now we knew this game had been previously announced uh this was the first time we've seen any gameplay revealed of it 
Uh, they had a PS5 trailer. It is also going to PS4, PC. Uh, again, no date other than 2021. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Uh, I don't. Even, uh, I have nothing to say about this game because anything I would say would just be completely uneducated. Not a huge fan of the franchise. Not going to be playing this game. It's just not. It's just not my thing. It's honestly, when it was in the trailer, I was just like, seriously, why do people keep bringing up this game? It's it's almost like pat upon. Like, you know what? No one plays this. Why are you acting like this is a thing? Please stop. This game is not that good. I don't know. I played I the very like, first one. And I was like, this yeah. game was terrible. I feel like Five Nights at Freddy's like, was interesting in the beginning. And I feel like they've made a pretty good foothold on mobile and maybe should stick to mobile and just keep making, you know, five to $10 mobile games. And they seem to do quite well. I mean, anytime you look at the top charts on Android or iOS, there's usually a five nights at Freddy's game, not too far down the top paid list. Um, I just don't see how this game has a has a place in current next gen last gen any gen console like like again I just I get it right again this is a byproduct of we don't have a whole lot of games coming out so what are we going to promote well we might as well put five nights at Freddy's out there because we've been hyping the game for a year and we'll hype it some more and give it this this spot on our you know ten games prime time state of play. But like, I was I was screaming next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was just. But we got to the next, and they showed Oddworld Soulstorm, which again I thought was pretty cool. Not a huge Oddworld franchise fan. Like again, not a dislike of them. But um, it's going to be a PS Plus game on mm -hmm. PS5 when it launches on April 6th. Obviously, it's also going to launch on Xbox, PC. Uh, what does it say? Yeah, the PS5 version will be available on launch for PS Plus members. And on the PS5, it also has uh, unique haptic feedback, taking advantage of the PlayStation 5 controller. Um, what did they call them? 2.9D environments, not quite 3D. They 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 got it down to the 2.9D environments. Um, kind of an interesting looking game here. I'll play it because it's free. I always try the games on PS Plus. I remember the last Oddworld; it was free before. Um, I want to see what the the haptic feedback is on the Dual Sense because some games have had done some cool things with them. Um. But not my type of game again. I yeah. played punishing side-scrolling games back in the day. I know what they do. I know how frustrated they are. But I, I have become an open-world um, type player. That's just what I've become, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the game that we're going to talk about next, I'm very excited about. Well, so, Well, that would be Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen a whole lot of people say they're super excited about this, uh, but I'm interested to see the take. Launches August 24th. It is a PS4, PS5, and PC via Epic Games Store, which immediately means I won't be picking it up on PC. Uh, there's a standard and a deluxe version. The deluxe is $10 more and has some digital bonuses. Uh, retails a little less than full price. $40 and $50 US, which means it's probably going to be $50 70. and $70 or $60 yeah. and $70 up here. So a little bit less than, than full price, which is good. All right, mm -hmm. Court, what, what is it about so, this game? I just like the adventure, the colors. I, it also it looks like a game I could play with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, another game I can enjoy with her. The, the characters look fun. Um, it doesn't if, with with that price tag. It doesn't look like it's going to be a grind. It doesn't look like there's going to be a lot to it. It's just going to be go to point A to go to point B. Um, and I can play with my kid. 
I showed her the trailer. It doesn't look scary. It looks like it's got some cutesy characters in there. Yeah. And, and that right now can sell me right now because she's enjoying playing video games. Yeah. Um, most of the games that we play together, we try. I try and just do everything on the Xbox because uh, the controller is a little bit smaller. It's easier for her hand. But this game here is going to be the first one in a while where I'm like, I know I'll probably play this with her and we can have a lot of fun with it together. Right. And it doesn't look like it'll be punishing and hard to play. That's the reason I want to play it. Yeah, because I, I truly believe it doesn't look hard and doesn't look like it's got a lot of mechanics to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be your more casual open world experience. It, it, it so yeah. so it comes across in the trailer and a little bit of the news that that we've seen. Um, you know, because this game was announced uh, last June, I think. Uh, when they first announced the game. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, this game's been floating around for eight months or so. Um, but again, it looks like looks like this the, a more casual experience. Um, again, I do like the art style. It almost looks like a Pixar movie. Um, you know, it's it's got that, that pre-teen, like, feel. Like, you know, like the kind of game that, again, I have an, an 11-year-old. This seems like something she would love, right? Uh, kind of a relatable character, a fun world, maybe not too challenging, but you know, very mystical and, and fantasy based. Um, again, looks kind of cool. Uh, again, probably not enough for me to to buy a, a PS5, but I might pick it up on PS4. Nope. Um, yeah, and and it probably will end up being a free game. Let's let's be real here. They haven't announced it as a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this has PlayStation Plus written all over it. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll because see. They got to give a PS5 game every month, right? They've they've made a promise that there will be a PS5 game for free every month. Yep. So we'll see. Yes. So next up, we have a now this kind of a listen. The the backstory of all of this, we have Death Loop, which is being developed by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda, which is owned by Microsoft, but it is an exclusive game to PS5 and Windows. For uh, one year, comes out May 21st. Um, again, this to me was probably another one of those up there with uh, Returnal as probably a game like the the best in show, I guess, for me. Um, looks, This was really the only uh, PS5 selling game outside of the last game that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, and again, maybe not having too many PS5 selling games when nobody can get a PS5 was maybe a good business decision. Um, so this is kind of like a time-bending assassin sort of game. Uh, it looks cool. The gunplay looks like it could be really cool. All right, Court, what do you what do you think of about Deathloop? So the art style is 1960s. Like, who are we kidding? I feel like it. Uh, Steve McQueen. Should be coming across the screen in this game for sure. But um, I'm going to wait the year and play it for free on Game Pass. And I shouldn't say for free, but as someone that has an Xbox and has Game Pass, I know it's coming. Right. So as much as I enjoyed the Dishonored series, and it truly looks like the Dishonored series with this whole time loop thing just thrown into it, mm -hmm. just just putting a different coat of paint on it, 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 it looks exactly like it. I will play it, but I don't think it's a system seller. I, I know the Dishonored series isn't for everybody, and it, and the Prey series, the two are two games from Arcane that I've played before. I've recommended them to people, and then they've come back to me and like, why did you tell me to play this? But that saying that, th there's a lot of people that are brand new to consoles and just got a PS5. They're gonna go out and buy this game. They're gonna be like, well, this is the game I can have that no one else can have. Um, myself being a gamer for a long time and having both consoles, I'm like, well, I'll just wait the year. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Just like I did with Tomb Raider the last gen. I was like, all right, I love Tomb Raider, but I ain't buying an Xbox just to play this one game. It'll yeah. be on PS4. I'll wait. Yes, and this game's been around for a while. I mean, this game was originally announced at E3 2019. It was supposed to be out late last year. Obviously, again, citing COVID-19 issues, mm -hmm. Um, you know, they delayed it until May 21st. The thing that gives me the most hope for this game is 
uh, and I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw the line saying, yeah, we took a little bit from the Dishonored series and we took a little bit from Prey. And Prey was one of those really interesting, underrated games that I loved. I loved Prey. I thought it was amazing. Uh, it was different. It was short. It was, uh, you know, different elements and stuff. It was like, but it was very much a, you know, sort of single player action adventure with a little bit of RPG elements mixed into it. I'm going to be very interested. This is death loop is probably not a day one purchase for me. Um, I'm definitely going to wait and see and, and watch some streams of it and stuff again, much like you, if, if this is a, um, you know, like a B B plus kind of game, I could probably consider waiting, you know, until the exclusivity window is gone and pick it up on Game Pass. But again, you know, when I look at the second half of this year and there not being a whole lot of stuff to play, if I could pick it up on the Windows Store, I, I, you know, and get it on a sale, maybe around like, uh, you know, back to school, uh, you know, August September window, I might pick it up and give it a try. I'm very interested to see how it goes. I'm very interested to see how it's going to be uh you know finalized and, and what sort of elements they've pulled from all the different sort of b tier ips that they kind of had to choose from um but yeah death loop may 21st now would this intrigue you and this is just me theorizing so this game obviously is going to be an xbox game eventually Mm -hmm. Like this is without a doubt. You have an Xbox Series X. I have an Xbox. I, you have an Xbox Series S. I have the Xbox Series X. Do you think already, Arcane Studios is making like the ultimate edition of this game? Like it's probably going to be maybe sixty frames per second on the PS5 because it seems that not every game is. It probably will be. I, I should say it. It probably will be thirty sixty frames per second. But you as a PC player and everything, do you think? Quite possibly, Microsoft's like, you know, something up their sleeve is all the DLC will only be on Xbox because that's something they can do. And when the game comes out, it'll be 120 frames per second on the Xbox. And would that say to you, no matter what, because you do you have Game Pass? Oh, yes. So does that right away, you're like, you know what, there's no point in playing it on PS5. That's the thing Xbox could do. I they could launch it on PS5, wait two months, let the people buy it, get their money, because it's going to Xbox anyways, and then drop the, by the way, when it comes out on Xbox, here's what you get. I feel like Microsoft has tread very, very carefully with the Bethesda acquisition so far. And, and you know, they went out of their way with this game specifically to say, no, the, the exclusivity still applies. It's going to be on PS4 or, you know, the PlayStation sphere and windows for a year. We're, we're honoring that everything they've done so far has been very safe and, mm -hmm. and trying not to rock the boat. They know this is a big acquisition with a lot of huge IPs and a lot of huge money behind it. Now, we're expecting, you know, the deal to close sometime this month. April? Or, you know, I thought it was the end of March. And yeah, and yeah, sometime in the have, next month, six weeks. And in April, we will know. So this game will... So when this game comes out? May, May 21st. So before this game drops on PS5, we will know when it comes out on Xbox what the Xbox version will look like. And I guarantee... I'm almost going to put money on it that there will be the DLC will be free on Xbox. And that'll be like, hey, yeah. you can buy it on PS5 all you want. But within a year from now, you can get it all free on Xbox. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see once Microsoft officially owns Bethesda, signed, sealed, delivered in writing legally from a court that it's a done deal. It'll be interesting to see if Microsoft changes their tune. Because up until this point, they've been very safe, very, no, we're not messing with the PlayStation. We're still going to put the games in on PlayStation. We're not going to talk about what's going to happen four years from now with, with Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield and Fallout 5, I guess, would be next. I don't know. But 
they've been very safe. Will that change once Microsoft officially owns Bethesda, and they'll start? And, and will they go down that road and say, "Yeah, hey, once the the minute the exclusivity window with Deathloop is over, you know, we're gonna have this free DLC. It's gonna be X, it's free on Xbox, blah blah blah." Like, it, it's hard to well, say. Well, Phil spent. Phil Spencer's a very he seems like a very straight straight arrow guy and 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 what we've seen lately with PlayStation and Xbox they seem to be all being best friends out there. Mm-hmm. Um I still believe Phil Spencer's dream is that they don't sell a console ever again after this generation and that you will go out and buy a PlayStation but you will pay to have Xbox Game Pass on your PlayStation. I I I truly believe that's his dream. Um he's trying to go to the service route. Uh, PlayStation's got to catch up. I, I think it's up to them to catch up. I think Xbox is ahead in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe Phil won't say anything bad, but they will be. They're going to have a huge Bethesda um, blowout in April, and there's going to be an hour-long Xbox Xbox Direct or whatever we're going to call yeah. it, and they're going to go through and they're going to go through every single game. That's going to be coming out, and that's why we've heard no news about Starfield. All that I we're think, going to hear it all. I think we're, we're going to get it all. I think we're going to get a four to five minute Starfield trailer. I think we're going to get something official on Elder Scrolls Six at the very least. Mm-hmm. I think, like I, I'm of a similar mind. I think that once once that's locked down, uh, we're definitely going to see them roll out the wagon. So that brings there's us. No, there's no E3. So. No, exactly. So that brings us to the main event. Everybody was speculating, you know, were they going to show Horizon Forbidden West or God of War Ragnarok or any of the other big up-the-sleeve IPs that PlayStation has floating around. And the, they, they, they made it clear that this was the final game. And what did we get? Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade which is coming to PS5 on June 10th. Um, now, here's the thing. The, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, one of the biggest games of 2020. It was huge. It was extremely well done. It won, won many awards all across the landscape. Great game. Rave reviews. This is going to be essentially a, P, a PS5 patch for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, there's a bunch of technical enhancements which they showed side by side, which looked really, really good, uh, especially in the lighting department. The lighting was amazingly improved on the PS5 uh, clips that they showed. There's going to be a photo mode. If you own Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation 4, uh, it will be a free update for those users with the one caveat, and this is where the water's got muddy in a big hurry. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a free PlayStation Plus game for the month of March, which we are, as of recording this, are the first day of March. As you're listening to it, it's the second day of March. If you have the free PS Plus version of the game, you will not be able to get the free next-gen upgrade. You will have to pay a fee to upgrade to the next-gen version of the game. You will have to pay full price for the game yeah which is not a fee that's where i'm angry yeah that's i'm willing i've i haven't played final fantasy remake and i solely didn't play it because i knew of next gen coming and i was a big final fantasy 7 fan i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait i want to play the best version of this game just like i have a copy of cyberpunk 2077 and regardless of all what was going on with it i wasn't playing it until the ps5 patch came out yeah. It wasn't playing the game regardless. It's just sitting there. So yeah. the fact that I can't spend like 20 bucks just to upgrade it is a Square Enix sucks for this, but Square Enix sucks a lot. So yeah, it is what it is. They... I'll, I'll play the PS4 version that I get for free and it is what it is. I, they're not getting my money. It's not happening. They also announced for the Intergrade PS5 version, a new episode starring Yuffie. Uh, That new episode is exclusive to the PS5 version of the game. You cannot play the Yuffie episode on PS4. So essentially, 
if you have a PS5 or you plan on getting a PS5, you might as well just wait for the PS5 version of the game. Yes, you could play it free on Game Pass, you know, at, at, or again, not Game Pass, um, PlayStation Plus as part of the March stuff. But like, if you if you really want to get into it and you really want to play it, you might as well just wait. Like this, th- what we knew, and I'm pretty sure I predicted this many moons ago when they announced this whole episodic Final Fantasy VII foolishness that they were going to engage in. We knew they were going to milk it for every single possible, like, just, they're going to bleed Final Fantasy VII dry. We already have the remake. And again, the remake, it was cool. I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. Final Fantasy VII, my favorite game of the series. Um, You know, one of the greatest games of all time. Great PlayStation game. One of the reasons why I like RPGs, it got me into RPGs, you know, a little bit more after dabbling with Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. But, like, this is not that to me. This is, you broke it up into these episodes, and you you made it more of an action-adventure game than the original RPG was. Now you're releasing a next-gen upgrade that if you bought the original, it's free. But if you want to play it on, on PS Plus... And I mean, I get it. You're not going to give people the base game free and then give them the free upgrade. But, like, it, the timing of it is so stupid. Like, it, just, it makes no sense to me. You make this announcement, then you make it a free game. You should have made it a free game on PS Plus, like, three months ago if, that, if you knew you were going to do this. Make it a free game in, like, December. And then people would play it and would love it. And then they're like, okay. And then you say, well, if you picked it up on PS Plus in December, then you could pay $30 to upgrade to Intergrade. And then people who loved it will do that. The, the, the I don't necessarily hate the idea of them making a PS5 remake and this extra episode is whatever. But again, much like you, the, the, the business part behind this, I find very, very confusing. Well, I, I I understand the fact that Final Fantasy games sell like hotcakes. People mm. just throw their money at it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the last one, but hey, that's just me. Uh, it just didn't didn't vibe for me. I wanted to play seven. I figured there'd be a nice upgrade, but now that they're giving it to me for free, and I shouldn't say free because I pay for the service. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play it this way, and it is what it is, but. As someone that remembers the original, I wanted them to give me a non-episodic, you know, seven-disc series. So I have to change the discs. I would have had the physical copy so it would feel like the same game. I am not a fan of episodic. Uh, Hitman did it, and it drove me nuts. It actually turned me away from the Hitman series, and I haven't played them since. But we'll see. I'm going to play it because it's free. But I'm already down on Final Fantasy just because it is episodic. Yeah. I just don't have time for it. I, once I get into a story, I just want to play it. That's why I, I find with DLC even. I stopped buying DLC after Horizon because when Horizon um, Frozen Wilds came out, I already forgot how to play Horizon. And Horizon's got its slow-paced action yeah. with the fights, but you've got to do a lot of timing and so on and so forth. And I'd played so many games after that you know, were higher frame rates and and faster with the action that it was hard to get back into. And I've found that I've had a hard time getting into DLCs. So episodics hurt me. I feel like it's one thing to make an episodic series of games. It's another thing to take a game that was one giant experience and cut it unilaterally into episodic content. I feel like, again, that was the part that was the big turnoff for me originally. I wasn't a fan of them taking this giant... And again, Final Fantasy VII at the time, groundbreaking in terms of scale, groundbreaking in terms of commitment and time and stuff to do and story and mechanics. But, like, it came out in the 90s. Technology's way cooler now. And like, yes, you know, I get it, right? You're going to get these couple episodes. Now we get a next-gen upgrade. I just feel like you've taken, at this point, 
Final Fantasy VII and you've turned it into, you know, trying to like just a business all on its own. And again, I don't understand the the the, the timing of the PlayStation Plus stuff. It's weird. It's it, it's another turnoff for me from this whatever Final Fantasy VII's remake, whatever we want to call it at this point. It just it it's not it's not doing it for me. Um, it's just it's just not. It's just I don't I don't understand some of the decisions that are being made with this. Again, I get it. Final Fantasy VII is a name. It's a legendary game in the in video game lore. But I don't know. At some point, you just you start looking like you know the the greasy car salesman who's trying to sell you extra lug nuts for your tires. Because he just wants that extra $20. And it's just, I, I don't know. So that was it. That was the state of play. Uh, okay, Court. Now, we, we got to do the, the review here. So, a couple things. Did it meet your expectations? What did you want to see that wasn't there? Um, do you give it thumbs up, thumbs down? I give it thumbs up but it's close to being like a meh for me because the games that I like weren't really shown. Um, Ratchet and Clank just got its own sort of thing not too long ago. And I'm a fan of that game. And the game I really wanted to see was horizon. I I felt it was time. Um, They, they showed us a trailer before I still say Ragnarok is not coming. Um, It's, Eventually, the game will come, but it's not coming this year. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't give us a trailer on Horizon, when they, when we can all say that if the game is coming, it's coming in November of next year of this year. So where is my trailer for this game? Give me some more. Give me a hype. Give me, give me some mechanics. Hey, here's a boss battle. Give me something. It, PlayStation has been so good at their big state of plays to, to do a drop and throw something huge out there. And, and I know they probably feel that Final Fantasy 7 was that, but it wasn't for me. That's all. I know a lot of people were like, wow, Final Fantasy 7. I was like, eh, alright. Cool. For me, I give it thumbs in the middle. Uh, what keeps it from being thumbs down is the one thing that they did that Nintendo did not. Um, Nintendo gave us a a spiel, a promotional tweet before their direct saying, we're going to take a look at some games coming out in the the first half of 2021. And then all the big games they showed were 2022 games. So Mm -hmm. like completely defeated the purpose. At least PlayStation gave us games that we could play in the near future, right? March 12th, April 30th, May 21st, April 6th, May 21st. June 10th, August 24th, which is a bit off, but still we're getting games with actual dates. And, and yes, so that, that means, that means we're getting another state of play. Yeah. And we got games with actual dates in the Nintendo direct, but they were games that were previously announced that we already knew the dates on. We knew when monster hunter rise was coming out. We've known for months. We knew uh, when apex legends was coming out. We've known for months. Uh, we knew when bravely default two was coming out. We've known for months. Like, PlayStation went out there, and, and yes, I agree with you 100%. A lot of these games don't really appeal to what I want to play. Um, again, I think it's a big L that there was nothing Horizon-related. Uh, that is worrisome to me. I've been on the train that God of War is a 2022 game for months now. There's no way both of those games come out this year. Absolutely mm-hmm. zero chance both of those games and come out this year. And they don't need to. They know like, absolutely not. No, I, I would have went Corey Barlog and been like, hey... You know that amazing game that you made that's probably better than any game in the last five years? Take your time. Yeah. Do what you got to do. We got Horizon. Like, I truly believe Horizon drops in November. Um, and then... God of War drops in April. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they'll be fine. And if there is no E3, then that kind of makes sense. If you're doing the... I, I never looked at the date of the games that were dropping. So when you say it that way, there was no way Horizon was going to be there. Because if it's a November game, that means Sony still has to do their E3 type, right? So that E3 type um, state of play that they're going to do, and they're obviously going to do one this summer, 
this summer we're gonna get Horizon Zero Dawn. We're probably gonna get a sneak peek at Ragnarok, and that's when we're gonna find out that it's 2022, and then we're gonna know Sony Santa Monica's game, that secret game that we we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah. That we st- we still gotta know that game. So I think we're gonna. They probably saved Horizon for the summer of games. I think that's what Jeff Grubb calls it. Um, with Jeff Keighley and such. Yeah. I think just based on the way you just described it, how all these games are coming out up to this point. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do. Horizon will get its, instead of getting three minutes, like it would have got in this, it's going to get its five to eight minutes. I feel like we're going to get, we're going to get gameplay. Yeah. I feel like you could listen, let, let's assume for a second that we're both right, which would be fantastic. And that Mm -hmm. horizon's coming out in time for Christmas and God of War is likely a, a a q2 spring title next year i think it would make sense sometime over the course of the summer in june or july for them to give it its own 20 minute show where you know you show uh you know five to seven minutes of gameplay you have an interview with a developer or an art guy or somebody you know that nobody ever really listens to but gives a little bit of context into what they're about to show and give it its own thing. Like, again, I do think it's an L that we, they didn't even say the word Horizon. But, yeah. but, flip the coin, something that really turned people off the Nintendo Direct was the fact that they brought the Zelda guy out to say, we have nothing to talk about on Breath of the Wild 2. Which was really weird. Yeah. Which was really weird and put, turned a lot of people off. So maybe they saw that and said, well, we can't do that. We can't give a non-update update for Horizon. So we're not going to talk about it. Who knows? Um, so, for, But again, I, I think the overall presentation, uh, there were some interesting games. Nothing that gets me super excited. I gave it a thumb in the middle. Uh, again, my expectations going into it was quite low because we were coming off the worst Nintendo Direct that has ever been done. Um, so the bar to clear was really low. Uh, they managed to clear it barely. Um, but you know, again, it's going to be, we're in, I hate saying this because I feel like you see it on the news every single day. We really are in unprecedented times in gaming where you look at the calendar and we're only working in like a four to eight week window of when we know what's coming out and everything beyond Mm -hmm. that is just giant puffs of fog and and question marks now question for you sort of almost a counterpoint but question do you is it better that they didn't talk about games that we're not getting for a while and they talked about games that are coming out now instead of the usual that we've gotten over our lifetime of games that they talk about and then we don't see them for four years like what well, Elder Ring stuff that was all over the internet today, and then mm-hmm. the trailer looked terrible, and all these, all these people were having hissy fits when obviously it's going to look better. But was it better? Do you think Sony's new way of doing things, that I think is the future of, we're not going to having these game shows anymore, so we're going to be getting sni- uh, snippets. So unfortunately, every now and then they're not going to be bangers all the time. But they're we're at least going to get to know about all the new games that are coming out for the next four months. And then we'll get another one and it'll tell you the next four months instead of getting, Hey, here's a game, by the way, you will not play it for a year or two. Yeah. I feel like the days of hype might be behind us. Um, again, right. We've lived in this world for so long where we're always trying to hype the next big thing and get people excited. And again, a lot of this is the cyberpunk effect. Right? You know, that game was hyped to the moon for years. And every time there was a game show of any kind, there was a little another snippet about Cyberpunk and another snippet about Cyberpunk. And then you look at the absolute travesty that that has become. So, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense from a game developer standpoint to rein it in and say, well, let's not talk about things until, you know, we know. A saying that I've adopted in in my personal life is I don't deal in hypotheticals, right? Somebody, mm-hmm. you know, when people say, well, what would you do if this? I say, well, I don't know what I would do with that because when the moment it's presented to me, 
the circumstances may be different than they are in this hypothetical world right now. So again, maybe these game companies are saying, listen, we'd rather deal in the next three to four months and let's talk about stuff when it comes. And maybe this is the new reality of, you know, these smaller sort of events, you know, directs, state of plays, whatever the heck Microsoft calls their foolishness. Um, and, and we're just going to get these little quarterly updates and of what's coming. And, and maybe, you know, again, there wasn't a whole lot of sizzle here, right? There's nothing that's going to like mm-hmm. go out and make people line up to buy the next batch of consoles for PlayStation 5 based on this state of play. Yeah, like maybe this is but just the reality of where we are. They don't have any to buy. And yeah. you know the next batch they're going to have is November, you know, Black Friday, Christmas time, right? That's when they'll probably have yeah. a boatload new ones. And coincidentally, they'll have a shiny new game called Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. I agree. Right? Like, they're going to have a new Horizon game and be like, hey, I know all those people that really wanted one before you got one. Well, now come and get this, and we have the best game. Because what has Xbox got? And please... It, if I hear anybody anybody out there who's screaming at their car or whatever they're listening right now says Halo. Halo! Halo's free on it's free <laughs> on Game Pass. You don't need to own an Xbox. Uh, Greg from Three Dads in the Console reminds me all the time. You do not need to own an Xbox to play Halo. It's on Game Pass. You can play it on your computer. You can play it on your iPad. You can play anywhere that you can get Game Pass. Yeah. You do not need to own that console. Halo seems like the kind of game I will probably play on PC, to be honest, just because. It's the game I'll play because it's on Game Pass, because I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Most overrated franchise. It's all about, Whoa, that's I used to play this game. I used to play this game as a kid. <laughs> it hasn't been good since Halo 2. It really hasn't. Listen, you're, you're branching into territory where we might need a whole other episode to dive into why Halo hurt you. I it didn't hurt me. I played the first two. I liked them. I got my game on my Xbox, and everybody was like, "You got Halo. It's such. It's this. It's this." You get to that point, you see the ring, and I'm like, "Okay, let me do it." Start it all over again. I'm like, "Old game, old." And then I was like, "Okay, let me try the newest one because you know it's it's nice and shiny." And I'm like, "What happened here?" Like, I think the guys that left and did their own studio and made Destiny. That's Halo. That game's fun. That yeah. game is great for me. But the games that we're playing now, oof, they really got to come. They got to come collect because I don't know, man. We'll These see. games aren't good anymore. We'll they see. they we'll lost. We'll see when Infinite. Three comes four out. three. It's three four three, right? That made yeah. Des- They left. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny's amazing. That's Halo. So for all those people that are in nostalgic and they want their Halo back, go play Destiny. Because what we've been playing for the last couple of years, because I tried them, that's not Halo. Yeah. That's some game that they're throwing out there and throwing the Halo name on there and wanting your money yeah. for. You know Because they haven't given us any new or anything different for a while. They just keep throwing out the same thing and hoping you buy it because they just want you to play the multiplayer maps. Maybe when all is said and done, Outriders will end up being better than Halo. Well, I'm gonna. I just downloaded the demo while we were talking because I'm a huge fan of the division. Looks, I love I'll those games. What, and I'll I, tell you what, Out, and Outriders, low key, got me real excited. I'm, I'm, and I'm I've been told it. that it's a lot like the division. Mm-hmm. So, I, I still say that Ubisoft needs a free to play game because every game has a free to play version, like Call of Duty does. If Ubisoft really wants the division to be huge. Make that game free to play and sell everything about it because there's so many um, different cosmetics about that game. I guarantee it would be huge if you could put, uh, you know, 99 people in New York City and have them to go against each other. Oh my God! Streets of New York and you're walking around. You're in you're in groups because you can't do one v one v one. You're gonna have to do teams. Think about that. You're just walking in. You're you're a different gang going out through New York. And you're, oh Jesus. Yeah, I just made a game. I just I just printed money for Ubisoft. I you hope did. they I hope they listen. Well, Court, my man, I want to thank you so much for coming by uh, and taking time out of your busy schedule 
to talk about PlayStation and other things. Uh, why don't you let all of the play game have fun fans know where they can find you? They can find me on Twitter at Court Lalonde, or you can find me on wherever you listen to podcasts. Three dads in a console with Pezel Gaming and Mister Waba Plays. Yes, I was on your show about a, about a month yes. ago. Was a great yes. was and a I great time. I made a purchase during that show, and I've been playing it every day. Yes, I have right. a season in the seventies. I have a season in the eighties. I have a season in the nineties, and I have a recent one. So I can't stop. The game is very addictive. I'll give it to you. Yes. Well, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at Three Dads Pod. Like I said, it's wherever you download your podcasts on Android or iOS. Go check it out. Like I said, I recommend going back uh, four or five episodes and listening to yours truly uh, talk about all things OOTP and gaming on there. Uh, but, Court, I appreciate you for coming by. Thank you so much for giving me the time to talk about it. This was a fun episode. Uh, and, folks, thank you guys so much for listening on your podcast, app of choice, on Android or iOS, or if you're listening live at anchor.fm slash Play games, have fun. Uh, I have been Christian, a.k.a. Snaggle J. And until next time, peace.